The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with Jackie Pinky Pinkowski, the man, the myth, the legend in the house. Uh, we are, he is our marketing guy. We've kind of got two here. Jared does all of our internal ads and does a little bit of help with our clients. Jackson does none of our internal ads, um, but does probably the bulk of our, especially our higher end clients. Uh, so he actually does more ads for cleaning companies than Jared does. Jared does more ads for owners of clean, two owners of cleaning company. Jackson actually runs ads for owners of cleaning companies. So he is a good guy to talk to. So that said, the topic I was hoping to talk to today, just because anytime I get something I'm hearing over and over and over again, I feel like I answer the same question. I'm like, I will do a podcast on this. We will answer it once and for all. Um, so I'm going to kind of set the table and I'll let Jackson jump in with his perspective. I get a lot of people that for some reason, they don't want to do the hard thinking of a marketing plan. Like here is the two to four, right? At our side, you know, unless you're a 10, $20 million company. You don't want like six different things you're testing at once. So instead of coming up with a cohesive plan that's based on our goals, like I want to get this many new clients, so I'm going to get this many bids, this many leads, here's my budget, like a real thought out thing. Everyone just goes like, I got a, you know, someone called me from the radio station and said, I should do radio ads. And then the billboard guy called. And then I saw a dad where this guy put a thing in the money mailer and he made a bunch of money. And it's just like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just, and it's like, you come to us with, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do the other? And it's like, should I use a screwdriver or a hammer? It's like, I don't know. What are you doing? Like, oh, I haven't really looked at plans or built the thing. I don't know what I'm doing, but I just know that someone told me, the, the hammer salesman told me the hammers are really good. If I bought one, I'd be a master builder. And it's like, yeah, you need hammers. No one's saying they're bad, but until you've got the archi- until you've got the architectural plans to build off of, we're all just kind of jacking around. So that's my mini rant, Jackson. How is that? been showing up for you and what encouragement or help can you offer cleaning nation? That's like, yeah, that's how I do uh, approach marketing the, the one-off thing. And, you know, I'll just tell you how that story ends. They do it and quote unquote doesn't work. And then they're like, well, I either have to waste money in marketing that I don't have, that doesn't work. Or I just give up and, you know, hope that repeat referrals will get me my goal. And that never works. So that's the end of that story. Let's try and change the end. Jackson, the, uh, the microphone is yours, my friend. Yeah. So, uh, the, the things that that people do, it's not the it's not the marketing action that's wrong or like the billboards could be right, the radio station could be right. Any of these things could be right for you, but uh, if you don't, you know, if you don't plan out ahead of time, then you really have no idea. It's just shot in the dark, right? And that that planning, what it really looks like is just understanding what your what your goals are. Um, so many times I talk to people and they say I need more customers. I say, okay, great. How many do you need? Like, is, are we talking 20 or are we talking two? Are we talking 30 or one, right? Um, because that all depends, that, that changes your entire approach on how you're, how you're going to take, you know, take action. And then going beyond that is who are the people you're going after? You know, uh, there's so many differences in commercial cleaning companies, right? You could have, commercial cleaning companies that go after warehouses, others that go after hospitals, others that go after schools. 
Uh, same with residential. I'm going after uh, bachelors. I'm going after move in, move out cleans. I'm going after families, big families, going after small families. All these people interact with businesses, with companies, with stuff they purchase differently. Um, and if you don't, if you don't outline that or understand who you're going after, then when you do a billboard and you don't get any leads, you don't get any customers, you think, oh, that's a problem. It's like, well, no, you tried to do a billboard ad to stay at home moms. Stay at home moms aren't really running up and down the freeway, sitting in traffic, staring at billboards. They are, you know, at home with their kids, watching TV, looking at their phones, listening to the radio, doing things like that. And they're at home. So you want to think of, you know, how am I going to get to those? How am I going to connect with those people? Maybe the mailer is a better idea. Maybe ads are a better idea. Maybe that radio commercial is a better idea. Um, you know, it, it, it all varies. But if you don't have that plan outlined of what do I need to get? Who do I need to get it to? Um, and then in my area, what's like the most efficient way of getting into those people? You're just you're just throwing darts, darts at a wall and hoping something sticks, which is, you know, very defeating when it doesn't work. And then if it does work magically, you know, that 1% of the time it might, might pop off. Uh, you got extremely lucky. And then, uh, and then if it doesn't, you know, if it stops functioning again, you're back to basically square one. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my starting point there. Okay. And I'm just taking notes um, because you're saying you're, you're kind of percolating all these thoughts for me. So a couple things, Jackson really started at the beginning where you should, like how many customers do you need? What's the goal? And then after that is who are these customers? What pain do I solve? Very few people start there. They start with, again, the billboard, the Facebook ad, the radio ad, and then they, as an afterthought, they don't even as an afterthought think what they need. So absolutely start with what's the goal. Second, identify that in terms of like more customers. What does that mean? 10 grand a month. Well, what does that mean? Like what's your average customer value? How many customers will you need to get that many customers? How many bids will you have to give to get that many bids? How many leads will you have to generate to get that many leads? How much money are you going to spend in which in which marketing thing? And by the way, this can sound complex. If you really just, and again, we do this with our clients, we can put together version 1.0 of a marketing plan. And again, we give them a template and some other work to go. We could do it in 20 minutes. Um, if you didn't have all this stuff, it shouldn't take you more than a couple hours to really just think this through. So obviously we kind of go over it quick in a podcast. It can sound overwhelming, but it's crazy how people, even people without a lot of money or certainly not a lot of marketing money will spend thousands of dollars. And we're like, just sit and think and create some, create a plan first for an hour. Like, nah, I'd rather, just, and they don't say I'd rather spend, but that's what they do. Their actions are, I'll just spend the money. So first get crystal clear on exactly how many clients you would, how many leads, bid sales you're going to need to get that. Second define what worked and doesn't work means. I'd say the, the two biggest mistakes I see in marketing and it comes to this lack of planning is one, they do something that's working, but they don't track it. So they think it's not working. They'll say stuff like my Facebook ads didn't work. And what that means is I spent $100 sending them to my website that has no call to action or or the call to action is terrible. Like sign up for a free newsletter, which come on guys, we're in the cleaning, but who's going to sign up for a free clean, you know, newsletter from your cleaning company. Like that's just zero people. So the execution is super poor with no plan. And then they say crazy things like Facebook ads at work as opposed to having a real plan of like, okay, what medium am I going to use? What message am I going to, to give them? What budget am I going to put behind it? And what's my initial expectation? So with Facebook, if I spend hundred bucks and my goal is 
to get a client worth $500 a month and I've never done Facebook ads, well, almost guaranteed you're going to fail unless you've got some sort of experience like Jackson or, you know, something if you're doing it on your own. But if your goal is I'm going to get $100 and get a bunch of testing and be able to test three headlines or two headlines and know that this headline is more compelling than the other headline and send them to a landing page and see if that landing page has any people interested at all. Well, that's a super good goal, right? And if the goal is I'm going to spend $1,000 over the next two or three months and get at least one client, but more importantly, it might only be worth two, three, four, five hundred bucks a month, but have a, but no, I've tested five headlines and six different versions of my landing page and different offers. And now I know I've got an offer that works. So I guess the big thing, there's, there's three big ones and I'll turn it to you, Jackson. One, we don't have any clear expectations. Two, we don't have any clear tracking. So we'll say stuff like it didn't work. Like local service ads are a great example. I've just been talking to people. They're like, I hate these local service ads. You know, they, they, they don't work. They suck. And we force them to track, you know, because they come to us and want to bring the drama. But these all suck. Everyone sucks. These leads are terrible. No one has any money. I'm like, all right, well, let's let's go to the tracking. And they'll have spent $309, right? And gotten 15 leads. And you're like, whoa, that's if you do the math, that's pretty cheap lead cost, which it is. And of those 15 leads, they only gave four bids. So 11 of them, they decided were no good. And of those four bids, they got two clients for 400 bucks each for $800 recurring revenue, about $10,000 a month or $10,000 a year in recurring revenue off of 300 bucks in ad spend. And they say crazy things like those don't work. They, they're junk because they're not, they didn't, they didn't. Well, first of all, if they're not tracking, they'll just say it doesn't work. They're junk. All the leads are bad. And that'll just be that. We'll just, they just end them and we're done. If they do track it, which we force our clients to do. So if you're not a client, force yourself to do this and force yourself to look at the data, not the drama. Um, they'll still think it doesn't work. So you put the data right in their face. And they're like, oh, I guess that it does work. And then the third thing, especially if you're on a coach, is you find things that are working, but you get bored, you see a shiny object, and you test something else. And the first thing's still working, right? Like, who was it that was doing, uh, I forget the name of the client, they were doing flyers. And the flyers were getting like, I don't know, five, 600 bucks for a, a drop. And they were getting like two or three or four different clients of, you know, three to 500 bucks a month. It's crushing it. And she wanted to test something different. No, no, no. It was, who was it? She wants, she, there's two of them. She wanted to test something different. I'm like, absolutely, let's test something different. But she wanted to take the budget from the flyers and put it over here. I'm like, no, 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 don't touch the flyer. But as long as that's making money, let that be. Let's run something else. And the same thing with local service ads, Jack's night. You might remember who this was. We don't have to share it. But um, what was she doing? She was, that was, I do remember, it's Claire. We don't have to say her last name. But uh, she was running a free clean and she was getting a lot of low quality leads because it's a free clean, right? But her ROI was still, I think she did it for a couple of months, between two and 400%, depending on what month that you did. So she was like, I, and she was like, I have to go through a bunch of bids and take a lot of calls. And so it wasn't, she knew it was working. She was like, it's a lot of work I don't want to do. And, you know, we can, I think she and I are talking about hiring a salesperson to handle it, but she's like, should I test a $47 clean? Like maybe that'll get a better deal. I'm like, absolutely, we should test it. But she almost, I don't they tricked me, but we almost did exactly what I don't coach. I had to coach myself and move from the free thing to the $47 thing. Like, no, 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 we're going to add budget and do them both. And do I think the $47 clean is going to outperform the free clean? Yes, I do. But am I perfect and know all of the future? No, none of it. So perfect example of if you've got something. So those are the three things. We don't have clear expectations of what we want. Two, we don't track. So even if it's working, we don't know. Three, when we do track, we get bored of something that's working or we don't like it. So then we stop doing that thing and test other things. Whereas the right answer is continue doing that thing that's working until it stops working. And it's yes and, not either or. 
Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. All right. So that's a lot of blah I just laid out there for you, Jackson. Hit us with your perspective and kind of tie that in a way that with all that said, what would you recommend Cleaning Nation do to to be able to be effective with this marketing? Yeah. Um, so really, the big thing you want to set up when, when you're doing this is you want to change your your outlook on on your goals, your objectives. Basically, you, you want to make sure they're SMART goals. If anybody listening to this knows what SMART goals are, they're uh, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So your goals need to be set up in that kind of situation. And if you're saying, I need more customers, that's that's none of none of the above. That doesn't even fit one one thing. Um, if you need to get 10 customers by the end of the month, that's closer. So you're getting a little specific there. Um, but you and need there's to a timeline. Some, yeah, time bound, end of the month. So we're getting there. There's a timeline and it's measurable, kind of. You got 10, you know, can know if you got five or ten. But um not a good customer, bad customer. Yeah, sorry. No. It, it it doesn't it doesn't outline enough. Um, so you need to think really small picture on this, especially if you haven't done any type of marketing whatsoever. Cause like Mike said, starting out, if you're just going straight for the straight for the jugular and going, I need 20 customers and this marketing is going to get me 20 customers right off the bat. It probably won't happen, but that doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means you had the wrong goal. The goal needs to be not 20 customers. The goal needs to be, I need to start testing whatever your marketing thing is, whether it be ads, flyers, signs, door hangers, whatever that is, cold calling. I need to test this and set a goal of, you know, I want to test three different versions of a picture with two different headlines and by the end of a week i will i will know which one is performing the best and that will guide me on my next goal of of testing it for two weeks and then you build up from there um and eventually you get to the point where your goal is hey i need to get five customers this week i need to get five customers over the next two weeks that means i have to do because historically i have to give 30 bids to get those five customers i have to get 10 bids whatever whatever your averages are um but if you start off with that end goal, that end picture in mind, it's it's just not going to work. You're going to get defeated and you're just going to be running circles. Um, work backwards from the big picture and understand that the smaller goals are the ones you can win, the ones you can progress on, and the ones that will actually get you to that that overarching goal of getting more customers. And I try not to do this on the podcast because it sounds so self-serving, but it, this is such a big one I want to emphasize get someone that knows what they're doing to help you um be be it us or somebody else um but again hate to say it i, I kind of would like the someone that's really done it before and they're not selling a specific thing so any salesperson you talk to if he's not completely corrupt is going to believe that their thing is great. Like I am wildly biased and I've got a lot of data, but I'm still biased that our coaching is amazing and life-changing. If I didn't believe that, I'd be, a, I'd be a bad person, right? So obviously when you listen to me about our coaching, doesn't mean it's not great, but you should take it with a grain of salt knowing 
obviously I should have a bias towards that, right? Should change businesses. So the same goes with the um anyone selling any advertising, right? If they're decent, they're gonna be biased towards it, which is fine. Doesn't mean that it's not good advertising, it just means you've got to you've got to justify it with a grain of salt. So find someone that especially when it comes to marketing that isn't selling you a specific marketing platform, right? Like is our billboards better or direct mail? Lots of arguments. Jackson and I can kind of talk on that because we're not selling either. We're just trying to help you get results. So you want to find someone that A, knows, right? But B, isn't biased. Or if you do talk to biased people, you need to talk to two or three. So ask the Facebook guy why Google ads don't work and the Google ads guy why Facebook ads don't work. And you know what I'm saying? It takes a little longer, but you'll you'll get a perspective. So just keep, sorry, you look like you want to say something important, Jackson. Yeah, just my, my favorite analogy to that is like, do you take betting advice from the casino? Like, right? You do. You don't. So why are you taking, you know, budget and spend advice from the word of mouth and Google or Facebook or the billboard guy or the radio guy? Uh, doesn't mean they're wrong. Doesn't mean you might not win. It just means that their end goal is different than what your end goal is. Um, and you know, even giving the benefit of doubt to people, but still, it's it's definitely one of those things you you take a lot of sources of information to guide you on your way. Yeah, that's the best way to get, you know, if you want to know the truth about something, ask it, you know, don't care where you stand politically. But if you ask what Hillary thinks on a on a or Biden thinks on a thing and what Trump thinks you got on a thing, even if you agree with one or the other or neither, you're still going to get a much better picture, right? Like even say, I think Trump Trump's crazy and I hate him. Well, I still if you know, if I just talk to Biden on, on what Biden's doing, I'm going to get one perspective. I, you know, Trump can still help me even if I think he's nuts. So, again, it doesn't mean either right or wrong. It just means you want to be able to hear two guys because you know you're just hearing one person and it's easy to get like you know locked into that so have a idea ideally disinterested or interested third party that's good at marketing those stuff that can help you and make sure that you stay on track the last thing i'm going to say and then i'll let jackson add anything he chooses to add is kind of the overreaching thing to keep in mind which is make sure you can handle the work right so what we do when we coach people and this is big for everybody where whether we're working with you or not is first you got to be profitable so a lot of times people are not profitable and they say crazy things like, oh, I'm just putting money back into my business, which translates into I'm broke and I just don't know it yet. Nobody's really helped me understand that I'm broke, right? Like a business where you quote unquote put all your money back into it is just called a non-profitable business, right? We understand those are called expenses. All businesses have expenses. Your expenses shouldn't be zero, but if your expenses are equal and you're like, well, but I bought vacuums and I bought this and I, it's like, yeah, those are all called expenses. There still needs to be profit left over. So first and for, and by the way, that should be without you cleaning, right? If you're cleaning, and you know you take the hours that you make cleaning and that's your profit it's like well that's not a cleaning business that's a cleaning job right if you if you could work for merry maids and make 1500 bucks a month cleaning the same number of hours that you're cleaning and you're making 1500 bucks for your company and you're cleaning the same hours that's a job you're just doing the business for free it's not profitable so a just make sure you're profitable right it's nutty to take an unprofitable model and we think oh you know i'm losing money but i'll you know but i'll make it up in volume right like i'm not profitable if i get more clients then it'll my, my broken model works so make sure that you're truly profitable without you cleaning before you get a bunch more clients that's the worst thing you can do is if you're not profitable add clients is really going to break you second make sure you get a hiring funnel make sure you can deliver right a lot of clients we have well not clients but a lot of you guys listeners they want to start getting more clients but they can't take them on right they're like i got two or three cleaners I'm bare, they're all working over staff. You know, anytime I need them to work an extra job, they don't want to do it because they're exhausted. I'm working 
30, 40 hours a week. I can't take an extra thing. And my response to that is I'm going to hire more people or I'm going to get more clients. Like, and I'm like, even if I could double your business today, that would bankrupt you, not, not fix it. So I guess the overreaching thing is have a plan, right? So your marketing or client acquisition funnel or plan should fit within your overall business plan, right? We've got to start with what, what do I want my profit to be? Do I have, what can I handle infrastructure wise? Then when you're like, okay, I know exactly how much I can handle when I need my profit to be, then you can break it down to leads, bed sales. Once you do that, you can be like, okay, where am I going to get those? And then you, what should they cost? So just like Jackson said, start very globally and then work your way down. And I get, this has kind of been a tough podcast because it's actually doing the hard work of thinking, but there's a reason cleaners make 20 bucks an hour and owners of cleaning companies can make $20,000 an hour, right? It's, a, it's a, the leverage that you put in that hour and thinking is such a higher paid task than cleaning, right? Cleaning is easy. You walk in, it's dirty, you clean, it looks good, you feel good, the customer's happy. Like there's very little mental or emotional risk involved. That's why it only gets paid 20 bucks. But thinking this stuff through is the high, high dollar task that nobody wants to do. And that's the dirty little secret is everyone, especially in the cleaning industry is like, I'll work harder. I'll work 60 hours a week. I'll work 80 hours a week. I'm work, work 20 hours a week, but really think and people are like, Oh, that's a tough one. I don't want to do that. So, all right. There's your uh, PSA for the, the week, Jackson, anything I missed, anything you want to add, anything to tie a bow on this pretty little present we've given? Um, I, I will just say I, I've, I've done this, this, this thinking with a lot of people, you know, hundreds of people over the past two years. And everybody, every single one at the start gave me a big groan and a big sigh. That's so true. Every single one by the end of it was extremely relieved, extremely confident. And some of them even realized like, hell, I really don't need to do anything. I'm on a good track, which is like awesome too. Like they're, they're on the trajectory to hit their goal. And they didn't know it because they didn't, they didn't have a plan. They didn't, they didn't track anything. So right now you're all sitting there groaning because you know you have to do it. You don't want to do it. I guarantee you, otherwise I will eat my shoe, that if you do it properly, by the end of it, you will be relieved, confident, and happy. Yes, I, I'm so glad you ended with that, Jackson, because that is just so well said and so appropriate. I will say it the same thing in a little bit different way, and we'll call it many if not most of you are going i know tell me this i want a new pot give me more information this is boring and it is like the fat guy who knows everything about carbohydrates and exercise and fats and protein and yet is fat and when the coach the the trainer is explained to he's like i know all about these things so if you know about all these things and that you should be thinking you should have a plan but you're like it won't work for me and i understand and here's why it won't work if you're reaching your goals and hitting living the life that you want, building the business you want, ignore everything we said, just keep doing what you've been doing, like totally fine. However, if you aren't living the life that you want and your business isn't creating the financial and time freedom that you want, and you're going, I know all this stuff, then I promise you're not doing it. So decide to get reach out to us, get some help, reach out to someone else and get some help. Just make a decision in your heart of hearts. So not enough to know it, you've got to do it. And like Jackson said, once you do it, you're right, it is probably a little bit harder than you think, but once you do it, you're like, oh my gosh, it was so much more worth it. Like I, I made it such a big deal and it wasn't that big of a deal. And I feel so much better. Well said. All right. Cleaning Nation, that's it. Growingcleaningcompany.com. Uh, if you want more stuff like this, we just started going live. If you want to join our Facebook group, it's totally free. You can catch uh, us live every week. Uh, that's it. Growingcleaningcompany.com for all the info. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. 
Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.